At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV is all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. Still to come this hour, Zachary Cohen. Zach Cohen. I think he prefers Zach. Is that correct, Wyatt? Zach Cohen? He, I think he's Zach, but uh, the government ID, I go with Zachary. Zachary right? Cohen. Okay. Uh, he will be here. He's back from his Italy honeymoon, right? Yes, Which he yes. told us about, so I'll go ask him about that if he ate his way through Italy. Uh, but he'll be here to talk uh, NFL betting guide and specifically the NFC West with us momentarily. And then Chrissy Andrews, my mishpucha, joins us to uh, announce yet another name. I think the final name that we've had, and we've had the privilege of uh, having Chrissy announce this will be the fourth name from Chrissy uh, that will be inducted this August at the Bet Bash Sports Gambling Hall of Fame a very uh, star-studded event in the gambling world where everybody's going to be all dressed up. How about that? Bet Bash people getting dressed up for this event. Classy I love, event. I love the uh, – it's, it's optional, but kind of like, you know, hey, do it. It's basically – yeah, all right, just tell me we wear a tie. Yeah. You know? Black tie, yeah. optional, but but look good. It's like it's like when you're an athlete, when they say, it's it's an optional workout. Okay, you want me there. Just, just say you want me there yeah. so I don't have to. OTAs, they're yeah. completely up to you. <laughs> well, how aren't you at the OTAs? Uh, let's get some more uh, Q2, though. We want to get through the rest of these categories with Mark Borchard, who's kind enough to join us at Base Winner. By the way, uh, Mark, I got a tweet from, uh, just wanted to point this out. This is from Screaming A. Smith. He says, shocking, a lay the wood, a lay the wood uh, uh, parlay in the middle of the Q2 show, Fezzik running to the window. <laughs> he points out. So there you go, Mark. It's gaining steam. Yeah. I love it. All I right. love it. So here you go. Let's do umpires real quick because you have historical numbers on this. As far as this year is concerned, the top five umpires in terms of the over thus far this year, Nate Tomlinson, eight of the nine games in which he's been behind home plate have gone to the over. Lance Barksdale, well, not so much an over, but Adam Hamari, I'll say the bigger ones. Mike Estabrook is also a big over umpire. Adam Hamari, seven of eight to the over. Uh, Jordan Baker as well as in there, and Alfonso Marquez. Any of those sort of meet your historical over numbers? Yeah, Marquez is the fourth um, from a – I did a walk uh, walk percentage strikeout percentage last four years, and Marquez is 8% uh, better than average if you're an over player, I guess. Uh, so um, – he, he's number four by my ratings. He's the only one of, of the okay. ones you mentioned that that's up there. Yeah. Who do you have as a big, as a big sort of jibing this year with your historical numbers as a big over ump? 
Is there uh, one? The, is is Marquez? Alfonso is Marquez. Marquez? Okay. And yeah, by the he, way, for the, for those who are wondering, like, where can you find out umpire assignments? You can go to a site like StatFox. They will have those in advance. So that's how you can, again, from a betting yeah, standpoint. You know, umpire. I'd hate to jump in there, no, Gil, but umpire, umpire crew on, um, on Twitter is good. And then, and then if you know who, you know, once once the series starts, then there's a rotation. So that's right. you know, the, the the first base umpire from game one does does home plate in game two. So once you know those those rotations, it's it's pretty easy to plug into your your models. Give give the Twitter handle again for the umps. Uh, umpire crew. That's umpire a good crew. one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, most reliable under umps thus far this year. Uh, Corey Blazer. He's been a very reliable under umpire thus far this year. So has Phil Cuzzy. So has Dan Merzell. So has Trip Gibson. Any of those jibe with your historical numbers? Yeah, Phil Cuzzy, number two uh, uh, from a base winner from an under standpoint. I have him projected by by that ERA number to suppress runs by nine percent. And you think about that, you know, no, it's not that much, but you know, if the if the total's nine, that's almost a full run at ten percent. It's like point nine runs. So it it does make a difference. You look at a guy like Bill Miller, who's number one under umpire. I mean, if if you can't tell me he made a difference in the total yesterday, then you're lying to me. Yeah. Bill, so Bill, so I I yeah, Bill Miller, yeah, he's the number one uh base winner under umpire. Yeah, I stopped mentioning him already. Bill Miller and Brian Knight, our boy, Brian Knight. Um so oh my gosh. Yeah. Got to got to start back at one with with uh <laughs> Mr. Brian Knight. That's right. Okay, by by the way, so Bill Miller is also historically under as well. He's another guy. Oh, Bill Miller's the number one base winner okay. umpire. And and I and I played the over. Yes, so I don't usually do this. I played the over last night before I knew the who the umpire was, and I I got burned. So that's why sometimes it's best not to play a total until you know who the who the umpire yeah, is. Yeah, and, and what does that mean? You know, Alfonso Marquez, who is historically reliable, even into this year as an as an over ump. That means perhaps a strike zone is the size of a thimble, right? As opposed to the Bill Millers of the world and the uh, the Phil Cuzzies where they have a very, you know, wide strike zone and they're big under umpire. So keep that in mind when handicapping baseball. But those are the names you should look out for. First five betting records. I used to keep these manually back in the day. I now lean on the good folks at Odds Shark. Joe Ostrowski uh, put these together for so many years now in recent years. They're now calling it the Odd Shark staff. Just shout out to all of the folks at Odd Shark. The most, uh, the biggest, I should say, money Teams first five bets thus far this year. Who you got? Do you have any guesses? I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. You know, I don't have any of these things except for run differential. So okay. the, the best run differential team five innings is Texas. They I'm are. Say they're up. They are by yeah. far the number one first five team in all of baseball thus far this year. You'd be up 17 units betting the Rangers first five this year. You'd be 49, 20, and nine. Remember, there can be pushes. Rays and Astros are second and third, but they are distant. Rays would have you up over 10 units, which is still solid. Astros would have you up over 8.6 units, this per odd shark, but the Rangers by far. Now, of those teams, Rangers, Rays, and Astros, did, are you a little shaky on the Rangers keeping that up? Is there one team of the of the bunch that you don't like as much sustainable-wise? All those teams are all good. You know, this Texas team's made me a believer. They continue mm-hmm. to get better. The offense is uh, the first, first four guys in the offense are, are just tremendous. You know, I think that, uh, I think that it's sustaining. You know, Eovaldi's been really good. Uh, Perez has never been a good guy, but, uh, I, I think that the offense for me has been so impressive. Um, 
you know, they have the most run scored in the five innings of, of any team in baseball. So, so they've been out, they've been out slugging people. Well, that's the thing, right? The Rangers, the handicap had a lot to do with DeGrom. Ivaldi has taken that position over where it doesn't matter that it wasn't DeGrom. And the Marlins, who end up fifth, by the way, and this Braves are fourth, Marlins are fifth in terms of money won for uh, first five betters. They get nothing from Sandy Alcantara generally, right? Who was supposed to be the ace of the staff. So it's funny how this uh, shakes out. And what's interesting about that, Gil, is I'm, I'm looking at the run differential chart. They're actually negative first five innings, 161 scored, 167 mm. allowed. So, you know, maybe that one's not sustainable. Maybe not, but there's a lot of plus money probably in there as well. And that's why they are where they are. Giants, by the way, six, just had to throw that in. Worst first five teams. Again, no surprises. The Royals are just so bad. They're bad everywhere. First five to cost you over 20 units if you had bet the Royals each and every first five this season. Again, if you're doing that, something's wrong with you. Athletics, second worst, 18.75 units to the negative. And the Red Sox, third worst, down 14.5 units per odd shark. That surprised you a little. Yeah, that is surprising. I mean, you think that this... Gosh, you know, and it might just be more of who they who they have to play. I mean, having to play through that that division is just brutal, no matter who you are, because they have five teams that are really good there. So that that is surprising. But then if you think about their schedule, maybe not so much. Okay, um, let's go to first innings. Now, this is where it gets really proprietary. You won't find this anywhere else. But a lot of people like to bet first innings. These are the best pitchers, the best starting pitchers in baseball thus far, just isolated to first innings in terms of opposing teams on base percentage. That has always been the stat that I have used. Uh, First innings, I'm going to go minimum 40 plate appearances here, Mark. Did you go higher or lower on this? Would you go higher or lower? Oh, I haven't even put it in here. I'm okay. kind of scrambling to, to Oh, be no problem. Honest. I can, we, we can do a guessing game if you want, but I'll tell you, the, what I have is the worst, the worst pitchers in baseball thus far first inning. Who would you surmise is the single worst well, maybe the guy from the from the Royals, uh, Lyles. No, actually, that's a, a great guess, right? The Jordan Lyles, who who you know the Royals have not been able to win until re, until this last game with him as the starter. He's not there. Maybe it's a minimum plate appearance. They might think. I don't think it would be a minimum plate appearance thing. Actually, I'm scrolling down. Where is Jordan Lyles? Oh, he's about thirtieth on the list. He's not that far down. Jack Flaherty, the worst in all of baseball. The Cardinals, four eighty on base against. Jack Flaherty, oh, number brutal. number two worst, Luke Weaver. Luke Weaver with a 470 against in terms of uh, first base on base percentage. Luke Weaver of the uh, Cincinnati Reds, second worst. Then it's a uh, then it's Ronzi Contreras of the Pirates, 453 against first inning. Ryan Weathers of the uh, Padres shows up there, 439 as does Luis Ortiz of the Pirates at 439. I mean, Flaherty's the guy, right? I have Verlander up there, too. I have him. He's faced 46 batters, so maybe some of that was from last night. I have have Verlander in the top 30 as well. He's right teetering, yeah. That's surprising. That's really surprising. Um. I mean, Flaherty is the biggest. I mean, at one point in the career, we thought this guy was going to be, you know, perennial all-star year after year after year. He may yet be, but this has not been his uh, season, obviously. What about the best? The best so far, and this is over the years when you and I have done this, this has always been the one that has just come through where you're like, oh, I could see, oh, for sure, that guy. Hunter Green of the Reds is the best so far in the uh, first inning uh, on base against 136 
on base against for Hunter Green. Does that surprise you? Yeah, that's surprising. Um, yeah, I have him. I have him first too, Gil. So that, okay. that is. Oh, you do. Yep. Okay, so we jibe on that. Uh, no surprises here, though. You Darvish, second best, 146 against. Framber Valdez, 163 against OBP. Jesus Luzardo of the Marlins, 167 against. And then Sonny Gray and Joe Ryan, a couple of twins. Twins, if you will, 200 and 211 on base against. So uh, those certainly not surprising. Oh, those are all really good pitchers. Uh, there's there's really no good. guy in there that's like, uh, yep. I don't even know how you far go down to like, uh, I don't know. I'm going down the list here. It's like. They're all pretty good. Like, yeah, I mean. By the way, Blake Snell. Maybe Matthew Boyd at 29. I had to go yeah. all the way down to 29. That, that, that's that's where I went to. By the way, Sandy Alcantara and Blake Snell, a couple of pictures that have come up. Really good first innings as well. Top 20 guys. Mark, always a pleasure, man. We'll do this on the podcast side tomorrow, okay? Thanks, Gil. Glad to be here. Bye. At base winner, everybody. Coming back, football. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. Splitting bets. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. So you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, yet another way that VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check them out. All of today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. It's Gil Alexander, Wyatt Tomchek, in for the vacationing Kelly Bidlin. It is football week here at VEASAN. Our betting guide comes out in just two days. Uh, everything you could possibly imagine from a betting perspective, all 32 teams talking awards as well, player props. It's all covered by multiple folks on our staff, people working very hard behind the scenes to get that together. Again, vcin.com slash subscribe. We have one of those gentlemen who work very hard on this uh, who joins us now to talk about some of the things he wrote about and some of the bets he has made fresh from his Italy honeymoon. It's Zachary Cohen, everybody. How you doing, Zach? Doing well. How are you? Doing very well. How'd it go? How was it? Was it everything you imagined it to be? Oh, it was great. Outside of the travel, everything that we did with travel went really horribly, but everything else was unbelievable. Oh, no. What happened on the travel? You missed a connection or something? Uh, we had a lot of flight delays, and my wife lost her luggage in Rome, which oh. was not good. She, you know, we, had, we separated our stuff with, you know, clean stuff, one in my bag, and like, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but all of her stuff went missing, none of mine. All right. Well, did you eat well? That's all I wanted. <laughs> did you eat okay? Yeah. Oh my God. The food was unbelievable. Unbelievable. 
good for you, man. Congratulations again. I'm sorry that uh, you had the uh, the hardship there, but I'm glad you overcame it. The bet the betting guide somehow you managed to still write for the betting guide, which is just amazing. Um, and you in terms of divisions, you focused on the NFC West. How do you feel that division shakes out, sir? Yeah, so I think it shakes out almost exactly like it did last year. I really like the 49ers to win. You know, you could get not a bad price on them. I think it's like minus 200 on them to win the division. And I do think that the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl. So that made it really easy for me. But I also do think that the Seahawks are a good team to pick on, you know, over on the win total. I think that they can be a lot better this year with Jackson Smith and Jigba in there. And just another year of, uh, you know, under that offense and Gino Smith feeling a little bit more comfortable. And then I think I mentioned it in the guide you'll see on Thursday, but you know, the Rams will be a little bit more competitive this year with Stafford back, but I still think it's a down year. And then the Cardinals are probably uh, the team I'm the lowest on in the entire league right now. How low it's four and a half. Would you go under on that? I'd go under. I mean, when the when the schedule came out, DraftKings had an as an underdog in every single game that they're playing this season. I think that quarterback situation is a mess. Like I don't see you know them rushing Murray back if they're one of the worst teams in the league in the first half of the year. So I do think that's the case. I think losing Hopkins makes the wide receiver room you know a lot smaller, a lot worse, and I think that the defense is going to have you know a lot of trouble this year. But your favorite season win total, just to clarify, your favorite season win total bet in division is the Seahawks over at eight and a half. Yeah, Seahawks over in that division for sure. Okay, and so and the Niners, who you say are are correctly favored to win the division, they're minus one sixty at DraftKings. Uh, doesn't necessarily induce a bet, though. I'm hearing. Where do you where do you start on where do you stand? I should say on Brock Purdy. Yeah, I'm just of the opinion where I don't really think it matters who the quarterback is in that team. I think as long as they get average play, they're going to be one of the best offenses in the league. I think they'll get that from no matter who it is between Purdy, Darnold, or Lance. I think that. We'll see probably a decent version of Sam Darnold if he is the day the week one starter. Okay. You like some other things outside of this division. Uh, specifically, you have some thoughts on the Bears and the Jets. Where did you end up with their season win totals? Yeah, I went with the over on the Chicago Bears win total. I know that that's probably going against the grain a little bit, but I'm not as down on Justin Fields as a passer as everybody else is. I think that they had such a bad offensive line and such a bad wide receiving corpse in this first two seasons. And I think that now they've kind of corrected that they brought in Nate Davis, who's a veteran along the offensive line. They added Darnell Wright in the draft. I think that that offensive line should be able to do a better job protecting him this season. And then you have DJ Moore on the outside. who's one of the, you know, one of the better wide receivers in the league. So I think that he'll be a lot better as a thrower. And I think the defense added as much talent as anyone this off season. And Matt Eberflus is a really good defensive coach. He pumped out, great defenses in Indianapolis. I think he'll do the same this season with Chicago. Yeah. Just saying this sort of anecdotally, the, the more, the widest variance of opinion, I would say on the Packers and the bears, like of all teams in the league, that's, that's what it feels like. So you're going over on the bears at seven and a half and the jets. Let me guess you two are an over on the jets. Yeah. I'm an over on the jets and I am a jets fan, but I'm not one that's ever been optimistic about the team ever. So Homer. this doesn't, yeah, this isn't really biased talking, but I just think that, yeah, you take a top five defense and you go from the worst quarterback in the league to a top five quarterback in the league. It's just bound to be a much better season. I know that the, you know, the early season schedule is trouble for New York, but you adding one of the quarterbacks that is, you know, arguably the best of all time at snatching close games. So I think that he's going to win them more games than people expect early in the year. And then I think that they're going to rattle off a bunch of wins in the second half of the season. All right. Talking to Zach Cohen, a VEASAN contributor. Well, also, uh, Zach, we can have you back on Friday to talk a little tennis too, before Wimbledon. Can we do that a second time? Yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah, okay. I'm looking forward to that. I look forward to that. Let's, let's talk uh, more football. Let's talk about awards. 
since I know uh, you are a guy who likes to delve into awards. How about Offensive Rookie of the Year? Obviously, Bryce Young uh, ends up being the number one pick in the draft. You are backing Bryce Young to be the Offensive Rookie of the Year, yes? I'm backing Young. I was really surprised to see that B. John Robinson was the favorite to win that award. I just think that these are the types of awards that tend to skew quarterback. And I think if the Panthers are, you know, half as good as people expect them to be this season, a lot of people have picked them to win that division. I, I don't see that award not going to him. I think he's NFL ready. I mean, we just played dynamite football and, you know, the best conference in college football. I just think that he's going to be pretty good right away. I'm not too worried about his size. And I think he has a great head coach in Frank Reich. So I'm expecting decent numbers and I'm expecting, you know, seven, eight wins from Carolina. I think that'll be enough for him to win that award. Yeah. I am. I am massively worried about his size. I could be completely wrong. It it might not end up being a thing, but I can't get it out of my head. I I told the story about how I showed up at the, uh, at the, at the Washington, the skins training camp years and years ago in the nineties when they drafted Heath Shuler. And I remember him behind center. And I said to the guy, I was like, is that, is that Heath Shuler? Right? Like it was just, when you're small, you're small, and everyone around you is just seems massive. Like Drew Brees was such a historical outlier that he was able to perform at his level at six feet tall, and Bryce Young's not close to that. So it, it'll be fascinating. And if he is to be the rookie of the year and to just have great seasons beyond that, it will absolutely be an amazing feat. You also had a lot of opinions on MVP, which I think were fascinating. And, and this is what makes the betting guide so great because there's all kind of nuanced opinions. Um, let's start with Josh Allen. Josh Allen is, you know, behind Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. He's the only other guy in single digits, eight to one at DraftKings. You like Josh Allen for MVP? Yeah, I do. I think that last year, you know, he still put up great numbers. I know the interceptions were high, but I think they'll be a little bit better this year. I wasn't as high as other people on, you know, the Bills offense as a whole last season, but I think it got a little bit better in adding Dalton Kincaid in the offseason. I think he's going to do a lot of good work in the short to intermediate area. That's going to make Allen's life a lot easier. And I also think, you know, the offensive line has been such a trouble for him. I think that adding Connor McGovern, who's not an elite guard by any means, but he's a good pass protector. I think he's going to make, you know, make it a lot easier for Allen to stay upright and make it easier for him as a passer. All right, let me cherry pick some names. Aaron Rodgers, you just discussed how much you like the Jets this year. If someone said, hey, I'm going to bet Aaron Rodgers 16 to 1 to win MVP, you would say what? I like it because I think that, you know, so much of MVP is narrative based. And I think that, you're going to get people from week one just looking at the Jets all week, all year long. Honestly, there's going to be a spotlight on him. If he performs at a decent level, there's going to be inflation in terms of his MVP odds. And I think that he's going from one of the worst situations in the league in terms of pass catchers to one of the best. So I like him a lot. I think that that offense is going to be built around every single thing he does well. Another team and another player where there's a lot of you know disparate opinions on are the Jaguars and specifically Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence right now fourteen to one to win. MVP at DraftKings. Your thoughts on him? I love Lawrence this year. I think after the bye week last year, uh, Lawrence was a completely different player. He was top five in the league and big, uh, big time throw percentage, adjusted completion percentage, PFF grade, pretty much you name it. He was, you know, an elite quarterback after the bye week. And I think you add Calvin Ridley to the mix. I think people forget Ridley's, you know, borderline top 10 talent at the wide receiver position. And then just another year in Doug Peterson's offense, Peterson proved himself to be one of the best coaches in the league last season. I think there were people down on him after the way things ended in Philadelphia, but he was unbelievable in Jacksonville. And I think that Lawrence is now in a really steady situation. And yeah, I just love the Jaguars. I think the Jaguars are a really good pick to win the Super Bowl as well. In oh, addition wow. to Lawrence being a good pick to win the MVP. Okay. Real quick. Cause we only have a minute left. I want to ask you two final questions. I'll put these two guys together as one of them. Geno Smith, 
uh, current Seahawks quarterback and then former Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson are both 35 to one. Would you consider a play on either of them? Both of them. I had them both as my dart throws at the MVP, uh, the MVP odds. Smith is a guy, you know, maybe he topped out last season. I mean, it's probably likely that he did, but you know, he's getting another weapon in Jackson Smith and Jigbo who's going to be just an unbelievable wide receiver. I was really high on him in the NFL draft. So I think you're adding him into the mix. Gino could have better numbers this year. I mean, he should, as long as he doesn't, you know, take a huge step back, maybe defenses figure him out, but at 35 to one, I'm willing to pay the price and, you know, see it for myself. And then Wilson, I don't know. I just don't think he's done yet. I think that last season was a huge, huge indictment on Nathaniel Hackett and not Wilson. I think that he's already shown that he's in a lot better shape, but I think that Sean Payton will get the best out of him this year. All right, real quick. I need a one, one name answer. Only one non quarterback has won MVP in the last 16 years. That was AP Adrian Peterson in 2012. If I came to you from the future and I, and I said a non quarterback won this, that person would be, I wouldn't bet it, but Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> I wouldn't bet it, but Christian McCaffrey. Thank you, Zach. Appreciate it. Chrissy Andrews next. Another inductee announced in the Sports Gambling Hall of Fame. A numbers game on v the sports betting network. It's always football season here at v which is why we're giving you our 2023 NFL guide early. Our NFL betting guide will be released on Thursday, two days from now. They'll help you get ahead of the upcoming NFL season with in-depth profiles of every team, including advanced stats, proven betting systems, and proprietary betting trends, plus best bets on season win totals, futures, and props. Become a v Pro subscriber today for as low as $19 before we release the NFL betting guide on Thursday. Sign up today at vsin.com slash subscribe. Let me repeat that. Become a vsin Pro subscriber today for as low as $19 before we release the NFL betting guide. See how we did that? vsin.com slash subscribe. Skill Alexander, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to kick it with my mishbucha, Chrissy Andrews, live from the South Can I kick it? Chris Andrews, everybody. All right. That music is so you. Uh, it's, it's, it's like I wrote it myself. <laughs> it's like just like you wrote it yourself. Chris Andrews, everybody, who runs the South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook uh, right behind me. We were just talking before we get to uh, you announcing the, the next name to be inducted in the Bet Bash Sports Gambling Hall of Fame come August. Spanky Sports Gambling Hall of Fame, which, by the way, uh, black tie encouraged, by the way. Saw that, yeah. Uh, I have a tuxedo, believe it or not. I, I do not. That. I own one. Yeah. Hope I can still fit in it. I think I can. <laughs> we'll see. Before we get to that, uh, we were just talking off air because I was just lamenting to you. So, by the way, my tennis pick this morning was Alizé Cornet. She was up 5-3 to three in both of the sets. She ends up losing both of the sets. So, it's just a brutal loss. And I was saying how, you know, if you could just show me, we've said this many times in the show, if you could show me an NBA box score, if you could show me the three-point shooting, I could tell you 95% of the time who won the game. And I was saying in tennis, it's also break points. She was three of 13 on break points. So you had all the chances in the world. She should have won the match. It was ridiculous. But you were saying you were watching, speaking of our football guide, you were watching something this morning. And again, it's one of those things. Can we predict it? No. But if you could, this is all you would need to know. And that is? Uh, quarterback turnovers. So includes fumbles and interceptions. And the two best teams last year, Philadelphia and Kansas City. Like the worst teams, I forget exactly who they were, but you know, just you know, you could probably guess the list. I don't have it in front of me. A who's who of of crapitude? Yeah, I mean, you know, can you predict it for one game? No, but can you predict it over the course of the season? I think it come pretty close. We do, I just mentioned Dak Prescott last year with fifteen picks in twelve games. Where did he land? Yeah, he was like right in the middle, and that was yeah. the point, you know. And like we we say, the Cowboys are the best team every June, you know, and then the season starts, you know. But if Dak Prescott 
doesn't improve that because they have all the other pieces. They, they really got do. players, man. Yeah, but if he doesn't improve that turnover uh, stat, and then, then they're, uh, I mean, they probably won't finish eight and nine. They might be nine and eight. They might be you know ten and seven. Well, but they're you know it's going to be hard to achieve what they expect out of uh, Dallas without. Uh, without him improving that stat. I was saying earlier, I mean, if I were to make a bet on them, the under 9.5 at plus 140 is the way to go. But optimally, I would wait till after the first four weeks with Dallas, and then their schedule just has quirks. Like, they do have a nice, they do have one benefit on their schedule. Weeks 12, 13, and 14 are all at home, and the 13th is the Thanksgiving game, so then they have extra rest going into the Philly game at home. Mm-hmm. So they get a little benefit there, yeah, too. That's always benefited them because they've been doing it every yes. year for – 50 years, I guess, something yeah. like that. So then they kind of know how to handle that. Right, because some people would say, well, but then they have a short week into, into Thanksgiving. Yeah, but the other team does too, generally. Yeah. And it's at the time of year where you want the extra rest oh, to be bet. on the opposite yeah. side of that. And right. nobody's healthy come November, right. late November. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Again, my favorite uh, NFC East bets, as mentioned earlier today on the show, Eagles to win it. I know it's not sexy, minus 125, but then the Giants, sorry, Giants fans, under seven and a half, and then an alternate under season win total on the Giants, mm-hmm. plus, uh, excuse me, plus 270 at f- under five and a half. Ooh. Do you ever do alternate season wins? We did one year. We didn't do uh, much business on it. Really? Yeah, we did. Uh, I, I would put up for every team uh, three different totals, you know, like kind of a standard total. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like one, you know, a game or half a game off, depending on the team. And I did very little business on it. Yeah. Interesting, because yeah. that to me again is the holy grail of pre-flop NFL betting, alternate season win totals, because they can't be priced properly, in my opinion. So, well, whatever it was, maybe we. <laughs> I hate to think I priced it so well. I don't. <laughs> you right. know, I wouldn't go that far. Pricing we, champion. Oh yeah, all right. And no flaws at all in this uh, methodology. All right, you ready to uh, announce another name? Yeah, sure. Be we don't have an intro or anything. Why do we? No, nothing on this. Do we? No, no, I, no, I can make some noise no, if you want. You, if you make it, whatever noise, you, whatever noise you like. That, that, that didn't come out as well as I thought it was going <laughs> to. That's right. I'm, I'm failing at this. Uh, okay, so in previous weeks, you have announced it again. These will Bet Bash is August 8th through 11th. BetBash.co for all your tickets to what really is the best sports betting conference there is. This is Bet Bash three that Spanky is running, but this year the uh, the additional layer is that it's a the first inductees into his sports gambling hall of fame. Roxy Roxborough, Billy Walters, uh, obviously the first couple of names, along with Lefty Rosenthal, that were announced. And then you had the pleasure of announcing. I had announced that he let me announce people that I knew personally. Jackie Gone, uh, Jack Franzi, mm-hmm. Bob Martin. The Babe Ruth. The Babe Ruth of our industry. Yeah. And now, uh, you know, another name that uh, – I know quite well. You personally. know quite well. And who would that be? Sir? That would be Jimmy Vaccaro. Jimmy Vaccaro, everybody. Now we were like, should we have Jimmy here? And we're like, no, no, no. That's the point is he should be inducted. That's when he should accept. Yeah. He shouldn't say anything beforehand. Yeah. Do you think Jimmy is aware of this at this point, by the way? Or is he just finding out? Oh, I told him yesterday. You did tell him yesterday. I okay. told him yesterday. Yeah. What was his reaction? Hey, great, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That's what I would expect his reaction. Yeah, great, kid. At least he called you kid. That yeah. was something. He still hasn't learned how to spell my name, right? <laughs> the uh, the Billy Walters book that's coming out. Yeah. Armin Katayan's in there, and you know, Bill, you know, Billy and I've had you know cordial relationship over the years. And he sees the way Jimmy spells my name, and he called me up. He said, "I have your name spelled differently in my book." Uh, well, how'd you spell it? C H R I S. Yeah, I said, that's right. He goes, Well, Jimmy spells it differently. How does Jimmy spell it? C R I S. Jimmy. 
Jimmy, why? You for- got it right. Armin, you're fine. You don't have to make any last-minute corrections. Jimmy, who uh, is the first sports gambling Hall of Fame inductee, who is the second most famous sibling in his family, one would say, his brother Sonny Vaccaro, yeah. having uh, obviously movies made about him as well. But Jimmy, well, I mean, what a family. Why, to those who are listening and, and are like, oh, and I don't know much about this Jimmy Vaccaro, why, why would you say he is an inductee? To the sports game. Oh, I have some great stories. I don't want to, you know, I don't know if I have the time to tell the one because we'll do it on the second half. Okay. But I, I do tease Sonny. So, because I've known Sonny longer than I've known Jimmy. And I called him, you know, I, I actually have told Sonny this numerous times. I said, Sonny, you're world renowned and well deserved. You are, you know, so influential in the world of sports. But in Las Vegas, you're Jimmy Vaccaro's brother. Yeah, Jimmy Vaccaro's brother. That's <laughs> and, right. And Sonny laughs. He says he's so proud of Jimmy and all that Jimmy's accomplished over the years. You know, so uh, it's a uh, you know I wouldn't even call it a brotherly rivalry. It's more like they love each other. And Sonny calls pretty much every day just to see who to sweat tonight. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Pretty much every so for sure Saturdays and so, any football game for sure. But even during baseball season, hey, any big games tonight that we need to sweat. So. And you know Sonny and Jimmy from growing up in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I now is the story you're gonna tell I don't want to step on your story. Does it have to do with season win totals? No. It, okay, so let me just mention that to that, begin that's with. That's a good one, yeah. Because I mean, we it's twenty twenty three. VEASAN has been on air since 2017, and for those that have listened for that long, we appreciate it. But even, you know, even in 2017, even in the 2000s, like, we, we just, we take certain things in sports betting for granted. And I'm not talking about, like, you know, usually what we talk about now is, oh, why aren't they booking this? Why aren't they booking that? Season win totals, I mean, we, we feel as though season win totals have existed since, you know, B.C. times. Yeah, Adam and Eve. Yeah, that's uh, right. Sure. But Jimmy Vaccaro is specifically responsible for season win totals. Can you tell that story real yeah, quick? Yeah, Captain J- uh, Hamburger Jack. I'm sorry, Hamburger Jack came in. I can't remember his last name, but he was from uh, Texas, Dallas. And the year that... Uh, 1989. Uh, okay, yeah, you know it better than I do. The mm-hmm. year Jimmy Johnson was the first, uh, had his first team in Dallas after Jerry Jones bought the team. And Jack went up to uh, Jimmy and says, Jimmy... You know, I'm not going to do the Texas accent, but Jimmy, you know, how many games do you think uh, the Cowboys are going to win this year? And Jimmy said, well, I, I don't know. If they, he goes, make me a price, and I'll bet you on it tomorrow. So Jimmy crunched the numbers. Look, they came up with six and a half wins. Captain Jack bet him 38500 to win 35000 on the over. And, and took it out of a bag. Took it out his his wife took it out of the bag. Oh, sorry. She was holding the money. I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> you know the way it is. Yeah. Anyway, she took it out of the bag, dumped it on the counter, counted up 38-5 to win 35,000. Of course, Cowboys won one game that year. And uh, The reason yeah, I know that so well, famously, it, against Washington. It was the Washington, Washington Redskins. Yeah. So. And uh, they, we're off and running now with, uh, you know, season win totals. You know, and in hockey, we do points totals. But every other sport, every other major sport has season win totals. And it's... But that, a, that's a, a huge betting market for us. Right. But that's it started. Like, it's got to start somewhere. It's got to start somewhere. It started in 1989 yeah. with that story season. Yeah. The concept didn't exist no. before Hamburger Jack. Hamburger Jack come off. So we should, you know, besides Jimmy, we should compliment yeah. Hamburger Jack. And of course, his wife, who was holding the cash. His wife. Cash holder. Well, sorry about that bet, Hamburger Jack, I guess, if he's still with us. I don't know. If he well, he's done a lot for the industry. Yeah. He's probably not still with us. Jimmy Vaccaro. More stories, including uh, one that Chrissy wants to tell here on the other side. Um, 
There's Buster Douglas stories. There's all kinds oh, there's, of things. I, I, I'm just going to tell the one that's my personal favorite. We get to that. Jimmy Vaccaro, the latest name that will be inducted in the Sports Gambling Hall of Fame come Bet Bash 3. That's next. Numbers Game Visa in the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashing the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits. That's redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. And if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20. MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Real quick, we get tweets at Beating the Book. Chance Copperpot. Has anyone ever heard of Mark uh, Base Winner, Borchard, and Paul Sporer? Uh, at the same time, oh, has anyone noticed that they've had similar voices? Thanks for the MLB content. Uh, you are welcome, sir. Vegas regular. Hey, Gilly, you didn't give a base winner enough credit for his back-to-one joke with Brian McKnight, with Brian Knight, the umpire. It was well played. Yes, we make that joke every time with Brian Knight. And then uh, Teasers and Parlays enjoying the Q2 show before. Thank you guys for doing that. Uh, that seems to respond well. And again, for those uh, who look for it in podcast form, we will do it tomorrow on the Beating the Book feed. Back with my mishbucha, Chrissy Andrews, who runs the uh, South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook here on the tip of the strip. Inducting or at least announcing the name of another inductee into the Bet Bash Sports Gambling Hall of Fame. That will happen, the induction, in early August, August 8th through 11th. You can get your tickets at betbash.co. And that name was Jimmy Vaccaro, who uh, you know very, very well. And uh, those of us who have worked at the South Point all these years have gotten to know Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And again, his reaction to you telling him was? Ah, that's a nice kid. Yeah, that's a nice kid. Yeah. <laughs> what is the story you would like to share? Okay, first of all, we know Jimmy's a very quirky guy. Where's, I mean, I, I, I can't what? wait to see him in a tuxedo for Bed Bash. I hadn't noticed that about <laughs> yeah. him. Uh, he's a very quirky guy. I remember when he left the first time to go, his annual trip back to Trafford. And that's another story. But anyway, he technically quit, you know, to go back there. And somebody asked me, are you going to replace Jimmy? You don't replace Jimmy Vaccaro. I, I mean, you know, that was like, <laughs> have you not been paying attention? No, you don't, you don't replace Jimmy. Of course not. 
Impossible. Yeah, impossible. So anyway, we know all this quirkiness. We have a lot of funny stories about Jimmy. But let me just tell you, this is why I'm going to give you an example. I was this is firsthand that this is why he's in the Hall of Fame. Oh God, I can't. I, I was going to write all this stuff down because it's easy to get confused. But the year Philadelphia played New England in the Super Bowl. Okay, whatever year that was, a couple years back. Uh, anyway, um, all like the two weeks leading up, the, the first 13 days of the betting, it was all New England, all New England. And, I again, I can't remember. I had to write this now, but I forgot. I think New England was a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Anyway, so it's all New England, all New England, all New England. This is the Nick Foles Philadelphia. The Nick Foles Philadelphia. Yeah, that one. After the 2018 season, I believe. Yeah, so anyway um, – I, you know, I'm pretty conservative as far as bookmaking. So since I needed Philly for all the uh, for all the props, I want to need New England. Or I mean, since I needed Philly for the game, I want to need New England for all the props. I'm just trying to maneuver. You know, just trying to get into a position where you're going to do so much money. I don't want to get killed. You know, I mean, I definitely want to you know grind out as much as we possibly can. Anyway, now we get to the the day of the Super Bowl, and it started about midnight the night before the Super Bowl. The whole market changed. I mean, as drastically, and I've seen it change a bit over the years at times, but nothing like this. the the New England the the New England money completely dried up. It was gone. Everybody that wanted to bet New England already bet them. Now it was all Philadelphia money. So for two weeks, I'm telling you know Michael gone, Ryan Grounty, Frank Toad. I'm telling you know we're going to need Philly. We're going to need Philly. We're going to need Philly. Now it changes. And by the time we get to kickoff, I mean, I need a New England pretty bad. So in that process, in that final 12 hours, now you got to remember, I needed, I needed uh, New England for all the props. So now I have to switch all the way around. Since now I need New England for the game, mm-hmm. I want to need Philly for all the props. I mean, you know, we had 300 props. I mean, I'm looking at all this stuff, like, how am I going to do this? And Jimmy and me and Jimmy sat down, and we had a strategic – session here let's move this let's do this let's do that i mean between quarterbacks running backs point spread props was like a big one we maneuvered and we wound up you know but it's hard to tell like i said you got 300 props you know going out there but i had to switch everything around now you know the point spread you can kind of handle you know you just kind of react when it's coming in you know but the props is a lot more difficult you know because like i said you have so many of them and they're you know some of them are a bit obscure esoteric you know that sort of thing and jimmy helped me all along the way so now game goes and of course it's one of the best super bowls of all time you know philly wins the game and uh you know so ryan Grounty is the general manager he walks in just as the game's over and we post the score post the score puts it in where do we stand stuck two hundred thousand. okay he says, well, you know, you put in the props yet? No. He says, what do you think? I says, you know, Ryan, I don't know. I have <laughs> no idea. I did my best. That's yeah. all I could tell you. I did my best. And I told him right then. Me and Jimmy went through all of it, and we did our best. And I says, I, he says, well, how long is it going to take to put all these in? I said, about two hours. This was the old system, and, you know, everything has to get confirmed and all that. So they go, and, uh, yeah. and Jimmy's just sitting there. He's, you know, it's like, we'll find out what happens, kid. You know, we'll see. I'm dying, you know. I mean, and I don't want to – I'm not he's, following along the way. He's you know? watching a Turner Classic yeah, movies. Probably, well, I forget what was it, probably all about Eve or something like that. Anyway, so he's sitting there calm as a cucumber, and uh, I'm, 
you know, I don't want to look. I don't want to partial. I don't want to sweat along the way. Just give me the final when it's done. And I think, you know, Vinny was back there and he says, well, I need a beer. I said, beer ain't going to do it. You got to give me a double Jameson, you know, some, so now Ryan comes in right about the time, you know, I had uh, Nick and Cam, if you remember her, they were doing, mm -hmm. and he says, okay, we got it. Everything's in. I hit the button, like right. Ryan walks through the door. He, he says, did, "Did we get out of it?" I said, "Yeah." Kind of nod, Mike. We get out of it. Yeah. How much? I hold up four fingers. Oh, we made four thousand. <laughs> we made four hundred thousand, which is a very nice haul here at the South Point. Well, let yeah. me just tell you, yeah. if you go back and look, you can look at the records because they posted, you know, the state. We we out of that little office back there, we won about a third of the entire state's win. Hmm. And, you know, listen, Michael, I'm not talking out of school. Michael brags about it all the time, you know, so he lets everybody know. But we won over 400,000 that day. About, you know, like I said, about a third of the entire state's win. And I don't know how that would have happened without Jimmy Vaccaro. I mean, he sat there with me the whole way. And like I said, we got our funny stories about Jimmy. Yeah. Very quirky with the white T-shirts and calling everybody kid and doing all that other stuff. But when it came down to, to, you know, nuts and bolts where we really, we needed to do this stuff on the fly. He was invaluable. I mean, he was. I yeah. mean, you know, calling audibles, let's change this, let's change that, you know. And, I, you know, I mean, I kind of knew to do that. But I don't think I could have executed that nearly as well as I did without Jimmy, you know, coaching me along every step it's of the awesome. way. It's I an incredible that. story. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite stories. And it shows you how Jimmy, you know, has his finger on the pulse. He kind of knew what was going on, you know, which is a, which is a lot to have in in one's head. This was again February of 2018. I misspoke. It was yeah. after the 2017 season, technically. Yeah. Um, and there's and there's so many, and then there's the other ones that are just hilarious, right? I mean, there's there's ones where that are more serious. Remember the Arizona State sports, uh, yeah, the, the right. point shaving oh, scandal. He's been around a long time. Yeah, that's another great one. But yeah. but you know the, I think one of the one of the greater ones is the Buster Douglas one. Yeah. Which by the way, ESPN has a thirty for thirty. Yeah. Called forty two to one yeah. when Jimmy is in it. Yeah. Uh, so Buster Douglas famously beating Mike Tyson as a forty two to one dog. And then Buster Douglas's next fight was against Evander Holyfield coming off this big Tyson upset, yeah. which if you were alive, if you're of a certain age, I cannot express to you how large, I mean, we did with numbers 42 to one, but even beyond that in the culture, it was impossible what happened. And so he's got this fight with Holyfield. And for whatever reason, they decided that Buster Douglas was going to train right in front at the win yeah. where they used to at keep the, the Mirage or at the Mirage, pardon yeah. me, at the Mirage where Steve Wynn owned right where the Tigers used to be displayed after that, but yeah. right there in the middle. And Buster Douglas wore a robe every time. He wore one of those giant sweatsuits. Giant sweatsuits. And, and Jimmy figured out somehow that. Every night, Buster Douglas was ordering a lemon meringue pie every to the night. room. Yeah. Every yeah. night. And he caught a glimpse of him without the robe on, finally. Yeah. And he said he sprinted to the sports book to adjust all the odds at Evander Holyfield, famously knocking out <laughs> Buster Douglas. beat him there and yeah. bet him 400000 One person <laughs> beat him. That's right. Gene wasn't so quick anymore. But I have a million Jimmy stories. That's my favorite because I was there yeah. for that. And it shows you, again why he's in the Hall of Fame. It's not just a, you know, a funny character. No. I mean, he knows his stuff. One of one of the legendary guys uh, in sports betting history here in the United States and still mills about here at the South Point. We'll talk to oh, everybody yeah. making bets. Hey, kid, you tried the kiosk? He's big on the kiosks. Yeah.
I do a lot of business out of it. Thank you, Chrissy. Um, great having you announce all the names of the, all the people you knew so well, including Jimmy Vaccaro, the latest name to be inducted into the Bet Bash Sports Gambling Hall of Fame this coming August. BetBash.co. Thank you, Chris. Enjoy. Lombardi Line is next right here at Visa, the Sports. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.